This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hello and welcome to wrestle culture <clears throat> and so I pop sometimes when I see th- <laughs> <laughs> are you f- Kidding me. <laughs> right, hang on. Let me deal with this. <laughs> Just put that on airplane uh, mode. You're right, it really was, was a good one. Amazing. That was really good. <laughs> to my lovely wife there. <laughs> and so. <laughs> ruined it now. And so I pop sometimes when I see the ring. Omega is back and Johnny Wrestling. And I'm feeling. A little Renee. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I wake in the morning and I go online and I take a quick, quick scroll and things <laughs> don't look fine. And I scream from the top of my lungs, what's going on? And I said, A-E-W-A-Dubs, Tony. What's going on? How bloody appropriate, eh? Anyway, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Phil Chambers and Adam Nicholas from What Culture. Best it, intro ever. To discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, but oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. With a buddy good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Phil Chambers and Adam Nicholas to discuss what's going on. <laughs> hey. Mainly with my wife oh, bringing me during my work time, time when I'm meant to be working incredibly hard. This is my special time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the mic. <laughs> my me time. Um, it's been, a, it's been a, I mean, it's been a while since we've had this, boys. It has. Oh, yeah, yeah it has, hasn't it? We've had those two. Mandatory. Uh, mandatory work closures. <laughs> yep. Um, which sounds really suspicious, but it, it really, really wasn't. It really wasn't. It's just they gave and us then, some days off. Was it the one before that? Yeah, it's been it's been a fair few yeah. weeks now, and it's been a, a very eventful few weeks, <laughs> if I'm honest. Uh, even the last four or five days have just been bonkers, Phil. Um, <clears throat> we'll talk AEW in a second with the links to that. Of course. 
Um, but I feel like I have to throw to you first for a certain return. This rebel heart, this rebel heart. That's better than my intro, that. <laughs> I bigged it up and it was ruined. Before we do go any further, well, just saying how impressed I am that these microphones are still like here and have not melted or been burned <laughs> to shreds. Because I can only imagine what the Dadleys have been up to for the last two weeks and yourself. Oh, it's been spitting fire. Crazy into the pure fire yesterday in particular. <laughs> a few dragons kicking around yes. yesterday, I imagine. It's been a week. It's definitely been a week. It was a week that started on Tuesday with the raw review. And Sidgwick just, you're, you're where, sat where Sidgwick is yeah. for his fill, and, and you sat, with, sat where Hamlet is. And he goes, <laughs> Sidgwick's leaning across the desk going, you're a bloody Triple H, Mark, you. <laughs> that, was, that was Tuesday. <laughs> that was Tuesday. Um, but yeah, let's talk, talk Johnny Gargano first, because that was He's absolutely back. fantastic, wasn't He's it? He's back. He's on Raw. I, I think it's the right place for Johnny Gargano, uh, personally, especially if you look at the locker room in AEW right now. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Press the button. Press the button. Oh, my God. There it is. Uh, but he's back. We spoke to him at WrestleCulture about this very subject. WrestleCon, yeah. WrestleCon, not WrestleCulture. This is WrestleCulture. Mm. Uh, about this very subject. And he was saying, like, he, he definitely felt like he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder about what his raw run was, or such as it was last time. Yeah, I forget they actually had one. weird run where they just worked four people up and then disappeared. It was really (laughs) strange. Um, So he definitely had a chip on his shoulder about, like, what he can do within the WWE system because that's the company he grew up loving as a kid and that's sort of where he always wanted to be and obviously where his kind of passions were and, like, as a youth, like, that's where he longed to be. Uh, And so now coming back, he's had a bit of time off. He's had his kid. He's had a bit of a rest up. uh, And... Now coming back into this much more exciting WWE system than he ever could have hoped yeah. for before. Like, it never would have gone well under Vince McMahon. Let's face it, he's not a large man. <laughs> he's smaller than me. <laughs> it never would have gone well. Uh, but now under Triple H, he's one of Triple H's boys. Mm. He's back. I'm uh, genuinely excited for this. I really hope it goes really well for him. How are you feeling about Johnny Gargano? Oh, like, got a lot more promising now. Always happy to see Johnny Gargano on any television. I... What is a very interesting contrast, I think, right now, <clears throat> is Gargano waiting, obviously, until f- all of this has just turned up. Triple H is here. Yeah. Johnny Gargano is like, why would I not go back to WWE? Because that's the guy. Mm-hmm. Dad's back. <laughs> Ironically, Austin Theory's dad, gone. <laughs> Johnny Gargano's dad, back. And Austin Theory's big brother, Johnny Gargano, it's a whole mess. But br- brilliant for him. But then you've got to think there's a couple of those guys and gals who went to AEW. Yeah, who must be thinking crap? Like, because he, he's done it right, Johnny Gargano as well. Yeah. Like, he waited it out until he just picked his moment, I guess. Like, he had probably many opportunities where he could have jumped ship to AEW, mm. but he would have done it right in the middle of when they were getting everybody. So he just would have been another yeah. name thrown in the pile, mm. kind of thing. He would have got the good pop to start with, but like, where would he be now? Somewhere lost it's in the shuffle, probably. A lot, lot harder for everybody who's we're seeing that now. Everyone who went across at that point. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it was huge, wasn't it? But we got Punk, we got Brian, we got Cole. Yeah. And you're like, this is amazing. Obviously, Kenny disappears for a bit after the Hangman stuff. You're like, oh, now's the time. And then they all start getting, people are getting injured. People are finding it hard to find their feet. Then we're getting more releases come, like Keith Lee's of the world are turning mm. up. And you're like, yeah. by the time Johnny gets there, there'll be no room left. <laughs> yeah. And they would still sign him. Yeah. <laughs> we, know, we know 100%. that much. <clears throat> but yeah, seeing Gargano on Raw, it just feels like, assuming... Triple H at the helm, there's going to be a lot of people, himself included, who are going to be very happy right about now and 
just seems like a good choice all around. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really, really exciting. I, first of all, I should think, I, I say this every time we talk about Gargano, and, and even in the interim before, when he didn't have him, let's normalise blokes having time off to look after a newborn 100%. kid and be a dad for a yeah. bit. But also, yeah, it, it, it just is, a, you know, it's a different picture WWE right now. I thought it was really interesting today, just a quick word on the whole PG era thing, because we reported this morning... PG era is kind of here to stay for a while in WWE. There was a lot of excitement a while back, and maybe it was like talking about it maybe in July or August, they were going to suddenly start going, you know, PG-13 or yeah. T- M or whatever it bloody is over there. Lots of blood, lots of effing and jeffing, basically. And it was such a surreal feeling I had this morning when, when Andy told me that news. Because I think if you'd have told me that, what, a month ago, I'd have gone, oh, so it's just going to be the same as it has been. Forever, yeah. And I found that news out today, and I was like, you know what? I'm not that bothered. I get if I want more blood and effing and jeffing, I get that with AEW Dynamite. You can like both guys, and um, it already felt like I think that the change from not being PG anymore felt like that was going to be the the sweeping change you saw in WWE, and that's already sort of happened under Triple H, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And like bringing it back to like Gargano, he probably wouldn't have fit in that kind of a system no. either. Like. You, he's that pure fire, like underdog baby face. You don't need TV fourteen to be able to do no. that at all. And I don't think you need TV fourteen to do any like good storytelling in wrestling. You need good storytelling to do good storytelling yes. in wrestling. And hopefully that's what the biggest change is. I don't think I really care about a rating right now. As long as the stories are getting better and the wrestling's getting better, both of which seem to be happening in WWE right now. We mentioned the uh, discussions that we've had on the podcast discussions. recently between myself and the Dadleys. <laughs> Uh, and it is true. I think I, I do sort of agree a lot with what Sidgwick says in terms of the fact that me and Havlet come in because we have, you know, goldfish brains and go, <laughs> is, is Raw the best show ever now? It's like, no, it's just better than it was. It's <laughs> hey, very, maybe very, you get less yeah. ugly. And it had a really low bar that it had to jump and it's actually it's jumped. <laughs> but it is nice. I mean, you know, it, it, it was it's a fun job we have. It, I'm never going to sit there and go, oh, bloody, it's so bloody difficult doing my job. But it is nice to wake up on a Tuesday morning and not feel like it to be less. It feel it's like less of a chore to watch Monday Night Raw, or maybe even enjoy it. Maybe just even watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for some of us, crazy. That, like that's, that'll be a huge selling point. Has it been tempting you back to watch more of it? Uh, not yet. Not that I don't think it's good. It's everything that I'm hearing sounds amazing, but my time is. It's like, still three hours long. It's still three hours long, <laughs> and I think um, that's. I'm not even that bothered about that. But if it's three hours of good wrestling, yeah. And I think I'm going to wait until I see how this all sh- shakes out. Because, yes, you can get excited uh, about the fact that Triple H is literally bringing all these people back and he's like make, making NXT 3.0. I don't know what we're going to call it at this point, yeah. Um, it'd be funny if you turned it all into the black and gold brand overnight. There was just no more. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it is fascinating to see. And I'm, I'm not going to go back yet, personally. I want to wait until at least some of the storylines are coming out and starting to figure out who's going to lie where. That was the great thing about NXT of old. You could see, like you can do in AEW now, you can see who's who, which characters are where in their career and what the storylines are going to look like, how they're going to play out. You know that this person's come in and they're going to be a title contender for the secondary title. You know this one's going to come in and they're getting a hot shot all the way at the top or we're going to get some tag team runs. Mm. That's all you need. It's not complicated. It's really easy. And it sounds like Triple H is getting ready to make that structure. And of course... He's going to end up getting a few long runs towards the big four pay-per-views, which he'll obviously want uh, to make sure he nails because 
He's all about legacy, isn't he? Yeah. Love is a little bit of legacy, that guy. I thought this this week's Raw was one of my favourite Raws of the year. Um, and it's, you know, it's in Canada and they're doing all Treasures yeah. here and Johnny's here and Edge has got the main event against Damian Priest and all that. But I, it was interesting, I was chatting to, to Big Scotty T, Scott Tailford of the What Culture Gaming Podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts from. Because obviously he is someone... I thought you were going to do the podcast gimmick of yours. It's a really good podcast. <laughs> the best co- podcast out there, except for this one. <laughs> <laughs> but he was... Because he's an AEW fan. Yeah. He's been... <clears throat> enticed back to wrestling because in, of it. Exactly. Yeah, and I sat with him earlier this week and, and I was sort of chatting to him about what would it take for you to come back and watch WWE... And I think he's kind of in the same boat as you. And I think Hamlet sort of said something similar in terms of the real interesting point is going to come, you know, Survivor Series. We can maybe take a step back at that point and look at how things are, are playing out in the first few months. And then certainly that first road to WrestleMania with yeah. trips in charge is going to be is going to be fascinating. And I think, you know, the numbers are doing fantastic. Well, Raw did two million or something, I think, this week. And an insane number on the, the demo as well. Things like ticket sales as well, like the Survivor Series. Tickets flew way faster yeah. than most WWE events do recently. This is the thing people have been waiting for forever, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it really is the one at this moment. Now they're getting it, and it shows that people are interested because those are all going up in the right direction. So Yeah, it's really exciting times, and it feels like it has to, you know, like this, and it's a switch. It has to be a, an up and a down because on the other side of things, what the bloody hell is going on in <laughs> AEW? It sounds like a war zone, doesn't it? Because it's not, you know, if it was just like, you know, whenever we hear those, and we used to hear these reports all the time from WWE, you're just like, backstage unrest. And you think, well, is there backstage unrest or is two people who were, you know, maybe not being booked as well as they'd like, uh, who maybe don't deserve to be booked as well or whatever, are just slipping stuff to, to Uncle Dave or to other, you know, reporters and what have you, just to try and stir something up a little bit. But you look this week, I've just written these down. Contract tampering's one thing, obviously, WWE, but the fact that people maybe are already having their heads turned is mm-hmm. a huge thing. You've got Conan this week talking about everyone that he sees when he walks backstage in AEW being, quote, pissed at their booking. Yeah. And people going, oh, thank God you're here. It's like <clears> bloody <throat> WCW, which is never a good term to be heard, obviously. There's all the stuff... Not only with, unfortunately, Thunder Rosa having to vacate the title, but the alleged heat for her and, and the, the issues, let's say, with her and Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And then there's, of course, Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston. <laughs> and that one's been very much out in the open. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's like you'd think like when it's happened in WWE in the past, like they almost revel in it because it's like that whole idea of the everyone grabbing the brass ring and no one's happy unless they're at the top kind of thing yeah and it feels like that's almost like a situation that they've purposefully created to make people really annoyed at where they are to try and fight harder to get to the top which is ridiculous in itself mm. but like that was kind of the mentality behind it like those yeah. awful sales jobs where yeah. it's like mm. you, you gotta beat yeah. him at sales or you gotta shave your head or yeah. whatever <laughs> here AW was created as where did you used to work before <laughs> <laughs> AW was literally created as the antithesis of that. Like, it was created by people who didn't like that as a system and were more, like, wanting to be friends backstage and everybody lifts everyone up together kind of thing. And then this feels like it's very much been bubbling under the surface for quite some time and it's just hit some kind of boiling point where Mm. it's just become too much. And then maybe if, like, one person has come out and voiced their frustrations and then another one's like, oh, I can do that. And then they do that and then they do that and it's kind of snowballed on top of it and all of a sudden it's just exploded backstage. 
it does feel like one of those things where it's like, uh, this was a little bit extra of gasoline on the fire. And there's, you know, there's people being ghosted by Tony Khan, you know, the, some of the yeah. AW originals, let's say. And then it's not just Tony's picking his favorites now. It's now people fighting other people backstage. It's, it's, I mean, it's a wrestling company. I mean, we shouldn't really be surprised by this, but it is also, because as Phil said, they effectively took WWE and went, right, we're not going to do that or that or that. It was like a blueprint was half of it was just don't be like. <laughs> yeah, let's be better. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is, is you can't, <clears throat> there's a lot of people in wrestling, and rightly so, who want to be the top guy or gal. That's always the way it it's is. It's an inherently it's very ego-driven it's thing. It's ego-driven. Yeah. And even the people who we all love to at the top, Stone Colds, The Rocks, they were like they were ruthless. They had to be ruthless because yeah. if you weren't ruthless, you weren't getting at the top. Like you had to be prepared to step on someone, destroy the whole gimmick basically <laughs> in, one, in one night. It's like I, I'm getting over and you're not getting over. Or if you were really good at business, as Michael Hamlet, I'm sure Michael Sidgwick will tell you, you get everybody over. Like because you can do it in a way where both of you get over, yeah. even though you <clears> make <throat> sure you, fully root. <laughs> you keep you exactly. You, but you can keep yourself up there, but you also bring other people up with you. But the problem is, is there's so many people. AW like and not just like you can have a large roster but a large roster full of people who you could argue you could put at the top of the the very top of the company like and if it's in a sort of system where you know not everybody gets a turn I don't believe in that because I think you know sometimes you need well not sometimes all the time you need the best person to be at the top yeah the problem you got is you've got this whole punk stuff and whether it's working whether it's shooting whether it's wooting whether it's shirking whatever you <laughs> want to call it there's, there's, there's nuggets of truth to all of it, and it, I think that is epitomizing probably what a lot of people are feeling in the back, whether it's they want to be the TNT champion, but someone's actually in their slot, whether they feel like they're not getting a push, but someone's in their slot, the TBS champion, whichever one it is. Not like, getting TV time. Yeah, not, not, yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the good example of not the not getting TV time thing was, and I'm not suggesting that it needed to be this, but CM Punk goes out there and gets a full segment where he says, I'm, you know, I need to... And again, we've mixed it all up here. Is she vacating? Is she the interim? Is it like what what what's going on here? Like, like I guess it was just a bit of a fumble at the back. But yeah. why is Thunder Rosa not out in the ring the same way doing that? Because yeah. this is the women's <coughs> championship. It's the top belt for the women. I don't I don't care about tank restraints. We'll get to those in a in a little <laughs> while, I'm sure. <laughs> um just little things like that. That's gonna put someone's nose out of joint. Mm. She's also a babyface champion who yeah. should be going out there and getting that kind of a reaction. Like the like make that connection yeah, with the audience. 100%. How are they gonna get that when she's standing in the back? And then on top of that, how's she gonna be able to deliver a promo if she's in a bathroom running scared from other wrestlers? <laughs> yeah, because it's that bad and that and that toxic. It's, it feels like if you put a bunch of frustrated people in a box, yeah. they're all we're just gonna start fighting each other because they're frustrated. And it might not be about the thing but eventually will be about each other. Yeah, I don't think Tony Khan's really helped himself with this either because he's not exactly shied away from the worked shoot angle yes. in the yeah. past. And a lot of the times, if if that keeps on happening and then when someone does that and then they inevitably get TV time because it gets it out in the public eye and get, attracts attention and then that goes onto TV to kind of add heat to the, fight, to the uh, feud or whatever, people see that and go, well, the only way I can get on TV is if I air my grievances yeah. and I go online and this I say that I'm pissed. Problem. And the other thing, you spot on with Tony Khan, I think that's... It's boring. It's a boring take, but it's a, probably the correct one. It's going to start him because yeah. he it's it's so big now. It's really easy to do it when there's like, I don't know, what did they have, like 30, 40 mm -hmm. people? Yeah. That's a piece of cake. Everybody fits in this lot with a couple of people that are in the change between bits and pieces. They're like five years <coughs> of booking. They could yeah, easily that's it. They started. But then you start signing everyone and it's, then just think about it. I'm not, I'm not giving him out. He's a billionaire. He's, he's busy and life's hard. Good. Like, <laughs> but 
at the end of the day, there's th- however many people there are who are on that roster now, he can't physically sit down in a day with all of them and mm. have a meeting. He just can't do that. Or uh, like, you can do a big group one though. You can do a big group <laughs> one, yeah. But then that doesn't solve, and nobody's going to be honest. Most of well, and then again, yeah. um, they're not going to get their own stuff. Mm-hmm. They want time to feel like it. it's it's my management or feel like you're heard. You know what I mean? It's like feel heard, feel like you've had your chance to say stuff, and feel like we've got a plan for you. Yeah, it's probably really hard to do that for everyone. Then it might, there's no way they can do it for everybody. There has to be top people. There has to be middle people. Has to be bottom people. No, everybody's going to be happy. But it sounds like him. In general, dodge, duck, dip, diving, and dodging all these people <laughs> because he doesn't know what to do about it hasn't helped anything. No. And now we are where we are, and every little nugget of truth or not truth to these things is getting sort of blown out of proportion because you've got people who are absolutely frustrated to death. I can understand that very much. A little word on the Thunderosa thing. We're not going to speculate much on the Brit and uh, Jamie Hayter <laughs> stories and things like that, but I, I, a quick word on that thing about her not getting TV time. Another thing I saw someone say online, which I thought was really interesting, and I, and I get it, you know, maybe that you you can if you're going to argue the opposite, you say there's levels to this game. CM Punk is 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 this level of star, and Thunder Rosa, despite being the world champion, is is unfortunately this level of star. But it was such a vast difference, especially because, as I say, someone pointed out online, not only did Punk get that whole, you know, CM Punk addresses this on social media, we're going to announce this ahead of time. And he's going to come out to, to, I think, open the show yeah. and, and and talk about this and get whatever he got, 10 minutes or whatever it may be. Brian Danielson got it as well. Just to say, I'm not a forbidden door. This yeah. is it, man. I was just about to bring that up, the Brian Danielson thing. It's it's And he's not the... Cha- it should, whoever the champion is, like, I, I understand. There's no denying that Punk is a draw. Yeah. We're actually tapping into it right here, right this exact second. I can see what you're saying about he's the draw. He needs to be on telly. But then... So do all these other people. Like, mm. And he himself knows he can't do it forever. Like, and he's, Unless he's just in it for himself, as everybody's <laughs> getting excited about with the old Triple H uh, clip from back in the day. Like, Other people need to be in that spotlight. That has to happen. And it shouldn't matter if it's Sam Punk who's the champion, if it's Hangman Page who should still be the champion, if it's John Moxley. <laughs> no, Jim Mox, John Moxley is the champion now. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. God, no disrespect to John Moxley. The, the <laughs> king. Like, Whoever it was, they should be on telly. Same with the women's. That's your two top belts. Disgraceful. The amount Disgraceful of people, it was. I, I didn't really have that much of an issue with it, but I did see a few people on social media going, you look at that roster, you look at all the names you've mentioned there, and, and, and we're not going to sit here and say people shouldn't have been signed. I think everyone agreed, case-by-case case basis, you are going to pick up mm. a Keefley, a Swerve, obviously, yeah, yeah. And, and the list of people we could sit here, you know, Punk, Danielson, Cole, Malachi, Black Mirror, you know, I could sit here for days and talk about this. It, but people were like, right, so you've got all them got these up-and-comers, let's say, in, in the likes of Darby Allen and Jungle Boy and, and, and Wardlow, for example, who, yes, gets TV time, but on Rampage, so... <laughs> <laughs> and you're giving Billy Gunn 10 minutes out there with his, <laughs> with his son. Now, I haven't got an issue with it. I thought I quite enjoyed it as a fun little... But I get it that you're yeah. like, really? <laughs> That's your priority right now? When you've got all this stuff going on backstage, you're going to go, no, 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 no. This is what we need to, to really focus on. And then... Obviously, as a result of that, FTR still there in those rankings. Oh, we're waiting for a title shot, waiting for a title shot, waiting for a title shot. The acclaimed. <laughs> now, I love the acclaimed, but the acclaimed. Uh, do you want a title shot? No, yeah, yeah, that'll work for the paper. It just even Keith Lee and Swerve trying to say, yeah. like, you are ranked. You, you yeah. are definitely ranked yeah. somewhere. Like you're in, look, you're in there somewhere. Do you, want the camera. Camera. <laughs> you are definitely ranked. <laughs> <laughs> definitely ranked. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. 
Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com/acast code acast. Right, we've oh, put this off for long then. enough, <laughs> and. There's no judgment here. You know what it is? I'm actually looking forward to this. I am. I'm looking forward to it. Who wants to take this first? I'd actually I like to hear Phil's take well first on this one. Yeah, okay. I don't think I've heard yours yet. Was Moxley versus Punk good? <laughs> I say that with no <laughs> judgment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it You've was there, shocking, <laughs> it was surprising, and it was, I want to say, divisive. It was definitely divisive. Depends what you mean by the word good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him wriggle. <laughs> I'm going to go with a yes. Mm-hmm. Purely because I thoroughly enjoyed the fallout from it. I'm not going to lie. It's been hilarious <laughs> to watch the internet implode about this. Uh, it's definitely got people talking. Whether it gets people watching, I guess, will remain to be seen. The dip after that on Dynamite's ratings was Ugh. quite large <laughs> of people just going, nope, not having this. And it's not me watching at home that I've been for my job. Uh, but, the, yeah, the discourse surrounding it, the implications for whatever the hell is going to happen moving forward, especially with All Out just around the corner. Uh, you have one, like, one Dynamite, and then it's... Yeah, yep. and then out. it's all out. That's it. You've got one show. It's fascinating. I know you can use Rampage as well if they need yeah, it, but no, I'm not sure they're going to. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well it use is, Dark and Dark Elevation, yeah. right? <laughs> it is pure chaos, and I love the pure chaos. In terms of... You'd be doing a road to road to. <laughs> <laughs> just to try and attack it on. You definitely get that. a road to the road to, to the road to. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of a pure business decision... <laughs> very good like you say the ratings drop off again it's another thing of tony khan promising massive things and then hugely under delivering yet again uh yeah yeah i don't think that was super wise but i'm i'm loving it i'm loving everything about it i think the thing is with this is it's uh, as with everything in wrestling mainly but this is the one of the most subjective things i've seen sidge sat here yesterday and heaped praise on it and kind of won me over a little bit with what he was saying and you know, people subsequently pointing out that, uh, you know, there's the, the uh, what's it called, Snow Angels thing, and then his body's just in the same position yeah. like that, and there's the Cleveland curse and all yeah, that. Cleveland curse. But I've got to say, I sat there and watched it, and, and I, I posted this on social media, but I posted the Krusty the Clown. <laughs> what the hell was that? Because <laughs> that wasn't, it wasn't to me like, 
Hamlet has said this as well. It wasn't to me the Brody and Cody. It wasn't to yeah. me the Brock and Goldberg. It was just like it was Goldberg and the Fiend. Yeah. Like what? Really? It's all <laughs> over. A lot of people look pissed. <laughs> well, that's your difference because it was put in a spot to make it that. You know what I mean? Like the uh, the two you mentioned there, the Brody one and the brain's just gone completely flat there. Brock Goldberg. Yeah, the, these ones were put there to shock and awe. Like, I, I actually like the. Let's just talk about it. The, 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 I have no issue with John Moxley squashing CM Punk. Mm-hmm. I have no issue yeah. with it whatsoever. Like, I think yes, let's have more of this. Because what they're trying to tap into there, as we've all discussed in this office for the last however many hours, in the ripple of the whole universe that happened yesterday, is they're trying to tap into that, like, realistic, anything can happen. Let's try and... And let, let's be honest, nobody, nobody called this. <laughs> no one. I don't no. care. If you're sitting, listening to this right now, going, I did, in my bedroom somewhere. No, you did not. Stop lying to Michael Sidgwick, one of the most knowledgeable yeah. AW men I know. He's written a book about it, Becoming All Elite, yeah. The Rise of AW, uh-huh. available on Amazon right now. Sat there on Wednesday afternoon and said, let's talk about the things that aren't going to happen. Yes. And granted, he didn't say, well, it's not going to be a two-minute yeah. squash. Yeah. But he certainly didn't go, well, it's probably going to be <laughs> over within five minutes. Yeah. I loved that. It's going to be boring because anybody reads our Twitters, we're just sort of regurgitating yeah. my yeah. tweets. But it's still my take, funnily enough. <laughs> um, like... John Moxie has been like iron sharpening iron the whole summer. He's been kicking ass and taking names yep. and had this unbelievable... The summer of Moxley, which has been a delight. Punk has come back from a foot injury, has talked a big game, obviously lent, lent into the heel sort of... Um, not a heel turn, but, you know, just yeah. dipping his toe in the water. Mm-hmm. And then you get this sort of karmic comeuppance of like, no, this guy is like sharp as a dart. He's going to destroy you. He said he was going to destroy him. He did exactly what he said he was going to do on the road to... My problem is, is that if that was the end of the show, right? Is, mm. And you I know a office, lot of people. A yeah. lot of people have said, like, well, you would kind of have telegraphed that something was coming. Yeah. It's like any more or less than it happened when it happened at the hour mark of the show. Yeah. And as you said, the drop off was real. <laughs> well, like, it was, and not just in numbers. Like I was watching at home, and my brain switched off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea how good that main event was. I'm sure it was great. I saw the Will Ospreay flip where he landed it, but I'm. My eyes were on, the lights were there, but nobody was home. I was like, <laughs> I was going, oh, I don't know what I'm thinking. And the biggest issue I have is if that ends the show, we have the exact same thing. And Mox, instead of having a promo later, Mox goes out and grabs a mic, comes back in the ring to see him Punk's knackered body lying on the thing. And he cuts this promo like the exact same kind of deal. Best in the world, my ass. <laughs> Shout, shouting and bawling, this is what happens. I'm John Mox, yada, yada, yada. And the show ends with everyone completely confused and holy crap, CM Punk just got squashed in the yeah. main. The show's off the air. I think that's more interesting than me. Not to the, like these people who have, and Jim Ross, whether it was a slip up or not, said it at the very beginning of the show. He was like, this is going to be the biggest main event in AEW Dynamite history. You literally cannot do that if it's not the main event. And yeah. I, 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 again, might have been an accident. Maybe that was Excalibur out of a shot. Face palm and he's had, like, <laughs> just, oh God, but. That's what happened. And that's why it felt like you pulled one over on everybody and not in a good way. Like, yeah. in a, we knew this wasn't going to be able to happen, so we've had to just lie and lie and lie. Like, I don't know, like booking Adam Wilborn for a show. He's not going to be <laughs> <a, laughs> Who would do such a thing? But yeah, it just, the positioning for me was the thing, but I, I do understand why they tried to put it there, but I also think that was a massive, a massive failure in terms of that. In terms of everybody else in the whole wrestling world being shocked and John Moxley looking like the baddest mother effer in the world, Yes, please. It's one of those things where I I, I, I said this on the on the review podcast. I'm going to say it again now. 
because I don't want to come across as a hypocrite because I was the first guy to stand up after that SummerSlam main event with Becky Lynch, not main event, but mm. after that SummerSlam match with Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair and say, I think that's a really good booking idea, actually. I think it's really good. Let's let this play out. Now, let it play out in WWE with Vince McMahon. <laughs> and let it play out in AEW with Mox and Punk involved in stuff. It's yeah. very, very different things. And also, you and I agree on this as well. How many times have you and I sat down and watched a UFC event and people sit there and go, ha you paid $40 for that and it only lasted 10 seconds. Yeah, and it was the best 10 seconds. <laughs> I've gone back and watched, you know, Conor McGregor, Jose Aldo, Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, you know, these yeah. shock, um, uh, Jorge Masvidal, Ben Askren, these stunning things. Uh, yeah, I love watching these 25-minute wars mm -hmm. and... Leon Edwards knocking out uh, Kamara Usman in the 24th minute in this spectacular. But I don't really care. I just think the thing is, because it's wrestling, pro wrestling, and I know that this isn't just, well, anything could happen. Anything can happen. But you three have decided it. Mark Punk and Khan. Yeah. I don't know. But I also am willing to be completely convinced by what happens next yeah. week. It is going to be... A, I just think, as I said to you, uh, I think, Phil... It's going to be fascinating seeing the ratings going forward next week for that exact reason. I was just like you, Nicholas, in terms of just sitting there and going, I do get, I'm trying to get fired up by this Ricky Starks promo in the aftermath, yeah. but I'm just, I feel like a balloon that's had all the yeah. air let and, out of it. And you know, like thinking, tying this back to the other problems, like that's, imagine Ricky Starks now. I mean, I could not tell you, I swear to God, you could hold a gun in my head and you just have to shoot me. I could not tell you a single word. That, I could try and guess one. They came out of Ricky Starks' mouth. Yeah, I something not, about All Out. I literally <laughs> couldn't tell you. Like, something about Will Hobbs. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, it's weird as well, because they kind of foreshadowed it almost on Rampage, because they did that thing where the match ended early, and then they mm. were like, oh, we've, well, we've got this backup match kind of thing. And yeah. I thought, like, that's actually kind of an interesting I idea. I like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. But why didn't they, like, just put the main event, or put Punk and Moxley as the main event with, like, 20 minutes of the show left or yeah. something? Have that happen, and then just send out, like... Swerve and Keith Lee versus someone like a tag team match and just have like a 10 minute banger tag team match to just, end it. Just just have what they have at UFC events where they just go, well, we're not necessarily go off air early, but we're going to have to have our analysts analyze yeah. for 10 yeah. minutes because we've got 10 minutes of showtime left. I tell you what, just think of all, this, just think of all the things Escalabar could have said in that time. <laughs> Instead of trying to rush it all into like a little quick moment, hey, you've got 10 minutes. Yeah, don't we get battle bars <laughs> coming up later on? He's like, we've got. <laughs> But like you say, if you if I think you're right, I think also the placement on the show didn't help matters because I think yeah, let's say you come, you they go out there and there's 20 minutes on the clock, and yes, uh, Mox beats Punk in whatever it was three minutes. Yeah, uh, the UFC time and that and the yes. time of this match get confused in my oh, head yeah, now, yeah. and you have him go full Rogan. Oh my God! What the bloody hell just got on? Replay, replay, replay. Let's watch this his entirety. Right. Let's talk about the fact that he's kicking with the right. He's selling the left. Let's yeah. sell this to people. Yeah. That's ten. We've minutes. got Mox now. Let's do the interview with Mox. Then Mox, yeah? Mox yeah. comes back. And Mox celebrates and goes. Actually, no. You know what? I've got something to say. Actually, yeah. yeah. Comes back and then you just close the show effectively on best in the world. My ass. He's telling me John Moxie couldn't have come up with a killer line or the, like to leave that night on. Like yeah. and just you could in hear the him middle of the crowd chucking the, the mic down. He's down mad. the barrel of the camera. Whatever yeah. he needs to do. And you're like, Jesus Christ, this is the hardest man in the universe. Never mind the <laughs> world. Like, yeah. There's just a million other ways you could have done that, I think. And the one thing that did, I will give them this, the one thing that I had a tiny quick moment where I thought, how, what are they going to do here when they started coming out? And I, the one scenario I came up with in my head was, 
Or they're just going to have this whole thing collide and like somehow it goes long enough that it cuts out the time of the trios match. Mm-hmm. And they all just come down and beat the crap out of them and that's how we get the no finish or whatever. And then we get some weird... But I was like, then my brain's going, well, why would they do that? That would literally <laughs> never happen in a million years. And it just, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a mess. A mess, but I guess a very interesting mess. Cause yes. It's had got everybody talking, and but not one they can't fix in one dynamite. They can do that. Yeah. I have faith in them. I think we'll have to wait and see. And you can make your judgments when this is finished. This little run is finished. Or even on Rampage tonight, because Michael Sidgwick has suggested something absolutely brilliant. But if you want to know what that is, <laughs> you've got to go and check out the Rampage Preview Podcast. Um, I'm talking of wrestling shots. We'll talk, talk about them in the, in the bloody good quiz in a second. But finally, I feel like we need to talk about Edge. We uh, reported this story earlier on in the week, Phil. Uh, Edge, following that excellent Raw uh, and the brilliant main event, gets on the mic and hints at retirement next summer. When do you think he'll retire? Who would you like to see in him August next year? I mean, <laughs> who would you like to see him face? He was very clear about this. <laughs> very is clear. It, is What's it, the question? Here? Is it def- is it going to be then? Is, is it one of those things that he's just going? Oh, I'd like to do this, but also uh, really enjoying being back. Like because after something like that, after that sort of a match and that sort of reception, yeah. I get it. You go, oh, I'd love this and love this to do as a sign off. But then also, I've seen Ric Flair and seen what's <laughs> happened to him. I think there's two ways you can take what he said. He's either going to retire at the Canadian show in August or take it exactly as what he said, of that will be his last match in Canada. Because mm. if the like WWE yes. calendar doesn't work out and they don't go back to um, to Canada until the August the year after, then he could still like make a run all the way through to Mania and have that uh, mm. that next year's Mania as his last match. So that would be nice, wouldn't it? Considering it was the whole reti- first retirement was like, well, I had a good time at Mania, but I didn't appreciate it, and I've got to go now. Yeah, and put a proper bookend on what the misery that <laughs> night after that WrestleMania must have been for him. That would be very very edge to do that as well. Yeah. I think like you know he's he's a big deep diver in the sort of the art and the poetry of wrestling, which is great when it works out. Um, and I think that would be a lovely moment of like tying a go. It got taken away from him at the end of one mania. He, he decides to end it at the end of another, maybe. Um, but, you know, I, I think maybe this is probably stemming from, you know how high the highs are in this business. And unfortunately, on this run, like whether it's been creative things or whether it's been injuries or whatever, he's had to re-experience the lows that come with it too, I would yeah. imagine. And I bet that's been difficult. Like, I, it can't be easy. And like, suddenly remembering, actually, this is quite a hard business to be yeah. part of, man. Maybe it's just a personal thing as well. Like, if he puts a time limit on what he's got left, then he physically has to make that time the Count. best it can possibly yeah. be because that's all he has now. So, And it may also trigger, like, if he's worried about missing out on dream matches, if they go, well, <laughs> you've, <laughs> you got a year, yeah. you've got a year, and they go, right, okay, then let's, let's, stop. let's start stockpiling. Yeah. What do you want to do? Yeah, we, we said this on the news when we announced it, that yeah. 100% this needs to be the time now that we thought this edge was run was going to yeah. be. We just thought it was going to be dream after match after dream match, him going through all of the people he's either never got to wrestle before or, like, doing big one-off specials with people he has wrestled before. God, and then it turned gimmick. into doing, like, three, three yeah, like, yeah, a yeah. three-four-month run with Randy Orton and things, and it's like, oh, this isn't it's like, how did we start? We yeah, what's going on? So if you just start now and he just goes through a different person every month, whether he wins or losses, or loses, doesn't... Yeah. Really matter? Obviously, he has to win uh, some of it them. Gives, it gives an emphasis, doesn't it? Yeah, because if he was just going, I want to face this guy next, and you'd be like, all right, I want to face this guy next. Well, uh, okay, it's random. But like like you say, he comes back. This yeah. is the, one of the greatest returns ever, yeah. in my opinion. Yep. Uh, we'll all remember that moment. Yep. 
And he, he comes out and he goes, bloody hell, look at that reaction. Imagine what that reaction is going to be like at WrestleMania. And I, oh, there's no one there. It's literally yeah, no yeah, one there. Yeah. And then he has that, that match at WrestleMania. And then they sort of course correct it with the greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, not my words, their words. Um, <laughs> he gets injured. Then he has to disappear for a bit. And he comes back. And then you get the rumble again. And then yeah. you get Mania. And it's a bit like, ah, that road to Mania was a bit weird. Because kind of Daniel Bryan came in. You were like, yeah. uh, move out of the way. Adam, <laughs> yeah. move out of the way, mate. Yeah. You want to see that one there? You're in the way of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the way of the guy. And yet now, and then you have the... You know, Judgment Day things. AJ Styles, yeah. all that match mm. of mania. And now you're like, like you say, if he goes, right, I've got 12 months left, yeah. uh, or I'm going to finish at mania, but I've got, I also want to do big things because I'm going to do my last match in Canada, and I'm going to do my last Survivor Series, I'm going to do my last Royal yeah. Rumble, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm going to, yeah, he's a legend. Why Let's wouldn't do, he just go, yeah. I want to face I want to do Tommaso Ciampa, I want to do Johnny Gargano, I want Kevin Owens, I want Sami Zayn. Like, all of the people we've been desperately wanting him to face since he's come back and just do a run. Like, a greatest hits tour of Edge until, yeah. like, one big match at Mania. And just then, don't like, get injured. Perfect run. Yeah, Please. just don't get Sure, he's got it in him, man. Like, I, I mean, the knocker injured. He's definitely got in. <laughs> he's got everything else in. He's the best, obviously. Um, I just mean, I, I think it's, he's realizing that it's, it's hard to yeah. keep the body maintained and the kind of quality of all the sort of risk taken in a match that he wants to take, it's always going to end up in him like yeah. putting himself on the line a little bit more than he needs to. Well, let us know your suggestions on who you'd like to see Edge face before his retirement and also all of your thoughts on, I don't think we've discussed before, Johnny Gargano and just everything with regards to AW. But enough of all that, it's now time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by 87AMT. If you want your name associated uh, with a hashtag bloody good quiz, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling and leave us a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. <laughs> Occasionally, I will admit, you, I'll tell you what you can do. Leave a five-star review, but be as harsh as you like yeah, in there. That's, that's the best fair. of both worlds. Oh, yeah, I like that. I'll take that. Because 87AMT's review did catch my eye. You'll see, you'll see why in a second. It's uh, titled, Just a Bunch of AEW Marks, all caps. Good. Uh, and it says, uh, not, really much more to s- not really much more to say. Three geeks spend more time busting a nut over AEW when they're supposed to be reviewing Raw. I'll admit, sometimes we do go off piece sometimes on the Raw review. I like that because we're here, we'll kind of get tired with this brush, but it's actually <laughs> know, never yeah, about we us. We're not the it's geeks. literally it's never fine. about us. <laughs> Well, it's going to describe someone, and you're going to have to try and work out which which person <laughs> of the World Culture team they're describing. Oh, I think I can guess already. Uh, I don't even think I need to hear this. <laughs> even recently, when Triple H has been booking Raw... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> even recently, when Triple H has been ro- booking Raw, the guy that looks like a coconut in glasses... <laughs> guy that looks like a coconut in glasses can't bring himself to come over the show and starts talking about dynamite. Your podcasts are a joke. Thanks very much, 87 AMT. <laughs> I can't work out which one that means. Never look at him the same way again. Bye, mate. So, yeah. Maybe you can you can maybe write that, but put five stars. Hey, <laughs> I thought you'd like that. God, good, good Who, stuff. What was the name again? Eighty-seven AMT. Bravo. Oh, honestly, 
take a bow. <laughs> Wherever you are, if you're listening and hating every minute of it. <laughs> Good, but also, well done. So anyway, 10 questions. Okay. Uh, all about... Coconuts. <laughs> About coconuts and glasses. <laughs> this coconuts are dressed as a wrestler. Which wrestler is it? <laughs> uh, I'm done. Okay, same <laughs> questions. All about wrestling shocks. Okay. What after, was what, Sorry? After this week. Wrestling shocks. Shocks, okay. Uh, multiple, multiple choice. Shout name. Wait for me to come to you. But remember, it's just for fun. Just for fun, Phil. Just for fun. Always just for fun. Question number one. Okay. What was ranked number one in what culture's list of the 10 biggest shocks in WrestleMania history? Was it? Nicholas. It's got to be, got to be Undertaker Streetway. No, dear, that's oh. wrong. Number three. Interesting. Okay. Your options, Phil Chambers, are... Yeah, we get options, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Good start. Uh, Hogan slams Andre. Okay. Brock beats the streak. Not that one. <laughs> Austin's deal with the devil. Shaking hands with mm, okay. Vince McMahon, okay. of course, WrestleMania 17. 17. Mm-hmm. And Seth Rollins cashes in the Money in the Bank briefcase. Tell you what, I think you got to think about who's written I this. I was literally yeah. just about to ask who wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> got to think about who's written this, because I have a feeling if it's one of our esteemed older colleagues, it's Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> it was written by Josh Mills. Interesting. Ah. So March 11, 2022, Go this went out. With Austin, then. <laughs> I think that's a good call. No, dear. Oh. Oh. Has he gone for Seth Rollins? Cash yeah, in. Seth Rollins. Oh. How old's Josh Mills? Yeah, that's what we should have known. <laughs> Josh, do you know... Should have guessed that. Do you that. know who Hulk... Hul- <laughs> I'm joking. I don't care about Hulk Hogan at all. Clearly. Uh, Hogan Slams Andre was nine. Uh, Brock beats the streak, three. Austin's deal with the devil, two. Seth Rollins cashing in. I will say one. this. In fairness to Josh Mills, the first WrestleMania I'd watched back since rejoining watching wrestling. Mm. And uh, my brain was like, there's no way he does this out of mania. Because it's too sacred, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it did work. So maybe. No, I mean, it was definitely the street. You are very wrong. It is you weird wrong. to talk to people when they go like, <laughs> I remember I remember watching my first wrestling match. And you're thinking of Cactus Jack or someone like that. I'm thinking of The Rock or whoever it may be. And <laughs> they go like, yep, I remember first match. Tuned in for the... Uh, Iron Man match between John Cena and Randy Orton. You're like, what? I mean, that's Gareth, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, name him. <laughs> name and shame. <laughs> uh, right, no points so far. Oh. Question number two, though. I mean, we, we both won, really. Yeah, like, we definitely. Know, we know. Our answers were way better than his. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Boogeyman. Sorry, Josh. Thank you for writing the quiz. <laughs> the Boogeyman beat which former world champion inside two minutes at Royal Rumble 2006? Was it the Big Show? Didn't wrestle. Booker T, yeah, singles match. Big Show, Booker T, JBL. Bill, I had JBL in my head before this because of all the what's the face stuff. I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, him, JBL. Yay! Was JBL. I was just kind of waiting for you to say his name. John (laughs) Boogeyman Learfield. (laughs) And he said to return to SmackDown tonight. Oh, hang on. Is that a cricket? (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, wait a second. Apparently set to return to uh, SmackDown tonight. <laughs> Sorry, I pressed the wrong button there. <laughs> <laughs> question three. Uh, an either-or question, this, so if you get the wrong point, it comes to your opponent. Okay. Which of these squash matches were shorter? Okay, was it The Shield versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws at WrestleMania 30, 
or China versus Ivory at WrestleMania 17 for the women's title. Ooh. Both sub three minutes. Way that helps. Short. Which is the shortest, though? I'll go for the one. I'll tell you what, I'll take the gamble Ooh. here, Nicholas, because I just want to go for the one I wanted to be. Okay. Uh, I'd like it to be the China one. I was going to go with the China one. Well, you didn't. <laughs> Two minutes, 38 seconds. Cool. Yeah, that was actually longer than I thought it was going to be. How yeah. long was the shield one? Two minutes, 56. Oh. Yeah. Look at them taking all that Chucking time. them, those yeah. old blokes around. Yeah. Never see them again. <laughs> uh, question four. You know it's bad when you squash someone so hard to go into mayoral bloody candidacy and become <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> question number four. How many million views does the full match of Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg at Survivor question. Series he loves 2016 it, he? He loves it. Uh, Is it 20 million views, 30 million views, 40 million views, or 50 million views for that? What was it? One and a half minutes? Come on, Phil. You it's a 10-minute video, because, but we need to get the yeah. mid-roll in. You do tend to like going with the biggest one, so I'll go with the biggest one. The biggest. 50 million? Whatever D was. There it is. 50 million. He's so predictable, isn't he? <laughs> it's 49 points. It's 50 yeah. million. 49 points. Yeah. <laughs> that means it was a good match, I assume. It was. I, I, I have conflicting <laughs> opinions looking back ten out right of now. Ten. It was <laughs> jaw-dropping at the time, but I also now, with the benefit of hindsight, know what it spawned. Like, at the time, I was like, this is one of the greatest things they've ever done. Yeah. And then they went, what if we keep doing that? <laughs> and you were like... Do it once more at Mania. Maybe don't have the whole Kevin Owens bollocks with it because that was heartbreaking for, yep. for, for someone like me. And then certainly oh, don't just, keep just, doing just you, it. Yeah. <laughs> just You're you, the yeah. only one who likes yeah. Kevin Owens. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that 2-1? Yeah, 2-1 to Phil. Two, one. Uh, okay, question five. Santino Marella <clears throat> uh, won the Intercontinental Championship from Umaga in the Miracle in... Umaga! You manja! You manja! In the Miracle in Milan. But who held the IC title before you manja? Was it? As in the not just anyone. You can't just name any intercontinental <laughs> champion. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Well done, Phil. Yes. You got one. it. <laughs> Was it Jeff Hardy, Sheldon <laughs> Benjamin? It would be so funny if you'd named someone <laughs> who hadn't actually held <laughs> it. Yeah, that's why I'd the hunky tongue man. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> Jeff Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, Rob Van Dam, or Ric Flair? Who did I have initially? no idea. Say the, say the names again. Jeff Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, Rob Van Dam, or Honestly, Ric Flair? Man, literally says a fart in the wind. This I don't know. Yeah, who did Umaga take Nicholas. it off, off before dropping it to Santino? That's my Nicholas. question. Say them again. Jeff Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, Rob Van Dam, Ric Flair. Shelton Benjamin. Uh, that's who I was going to go for. No, dear, that's wrong. Good guess, though. Close. Well, I mean, all four of them were a guess. He held it. He definitely, <laughs> he held, definitely it. held it. In terms of guessing, uh, I have nailed that. You have. <laughs> um, Jeff, Rob, or Rick? I'm going to go Jeff. Because at be least a I think I can remember that match. <clears throat> or them having a match. <laughs> I was so confused then when you stopped halfway through a sentence and said, it's got to be a baby. It's got to be a baby. Dingo baby. Dingo baby. Jeff Hardy. Yay! Yay. It was, Jeff. It makes sense, I guess, because it was either going to be him or Rob Van Dam. Destroy someone who everybody likes, basically. Yeah. Umanja! I think Umanja destroyed Ric Flair on his first night, didn't he? Yeah, he did at some point. Uh, What's that, 3-1 now? Halfway. I have to like him, though. Okay. 
How <laughs> did Seamus shockingly? Oh, he were there. You were there. How were there? If John it Cena, might be a different thing. Oh no, <laughs> uh, you went there. <laughs> How did up. he beat John Cena for his first WWE Championship? Major shock. This was it in a ladder match. By kicking Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> He turned around and kissed AJ Lee. Uh, is it in a ladder match, a last man standing match, a tables match, or a street fight? I do not know the answer to this. Ooh. Was it at an Extreme Rules pay-per-view match? <laughs> Maybe. Nicholas. Table. I was going to say table. Yay! Why do I know that? Don't That's know. in there somewhere. Don't know, I don't but know that why was the one there. I was drawn to. I feel like it's like their way of going. Well, he fluked the table. I've never seen this, by the way. So yeah. I feel like he fluked the table win against them all. Like, so, he powerbombed him off the top rope for it. Didn't it was he? Vaguely, that sounds and, and like there a fluke to me. There was a split. <laughs> but there was a split second because it was the table on the outside. Right. There was a split second because I vaguely remember watching this. This is another one of those things where I was like, yeah, I want to dedicate my wrestling experience to watching this and not like other. Far more memorable, you know, the rise of the shield. I wasn't yeah. really around for, but I, I remember the inaugural TLC pay per view with uh, Seamus fighting John Cena. I remember going, oh, I don't know who this ginger plonker is, but uh, he's definitely not winning the world title. And then it there also. There can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> it almost looked like Cena had sort of slipped, and then you're like, well, it's a tables match. They yeah. can't go, oh, they kicked out. Yeah, yes. So it was almost like, but no, that was it. That was always apparently the plan. Uh, and look at him yeah. now, off to fight Gunther. Hey, that's gonna that's be gonna be a hell of a match. To be fair, they are oh. gonna be pink ah, coming out. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> they really are. Someone get some shots of the ripples on the chest. <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I suppose the only benefit. Seamus in a normal match, he looks like he's been through hell and yeah. back. <laughs> Against Gunther, he's gonna die. The only benefit for once for Seamus, he's like, oh, thank God, I'm going to a country where I don't need to put sun cream on. For once. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Uh, that's three two, I believe, to Phil. Question seven. I mean, you only really had one job. Yeah, so I know. Um, right, big shock now. Aye. When Boys. Jinder Mahal oh, beat Randy God. Orton for the Hello. WWE Championship at Backlash, I remember. Picture that. I remember where I was. I'm not going to tell you. I was just letting you know that I remember. What colour shirts are the Singh brothers oh, wearing? Oh Give it a rest, God, man. I hate you, Phil. Grow up. I'm going in. Pink. Well, we've got options and everything, but no, dear, ah. that's wrong. I'll take the options if you got them. Pink. <laughs> Ooh, someone's promising. <laughs> Green, yellow, or orange? Jesus, man. I definitely have a memory of Randy Orton kicking yeah. their asses when uh, wearing pink. pink. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that when he... Is, this, is it that match? Or is it a different time when he destroyed him through the Maybe, table? That was when they... You, yeah. the thing you've, I get why you've done that, Phil, because they had the exact same match. <laughs> is it? Yeah. If you remember. Yes, like for like. Won the title. They went, okay. <laughs> What if uh, they do the exact same match, but um, Randy Orton's dad's there? Yeah, that'd be all right. Seems like uh, this all checks out. <laughs> um, green, so yellow, or orange? I am going to go with green, please, Jeff. Yay! It's, it, I, I suppose technically it's sort of like tur uh, maybe turquoise is the right colour, but I thought I you'd 100% smell a rat if it was like pink, orange, or uh, turquoise. I feel like I remember... Um, just might have mashed his trunks or something. I'm sure uh, in the image of those trunks. We did have a brain as yeah. I'm texting people who've never watched wrestling. Yes, going, you're not gonna believe this. <laughs> it's the, one of the only times where I was watching it, I think I was on holiday, and I had the tweet ready to be like, Well, we'll always have the time when he stole the title and then that brief build to it, yeah. and then he won. And I was like, <laughs> What happens now? What do I tweet now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, question eight, it's three each. Three each. 
Who didn't The Rock beat in 1998 Survivor Series' as deadly <laughs> Who game? didn't The Rock beat in 1998? Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Big Boss Man, Taker, Kane, or Ken Shamrock? Who didn't he beat in the deadly game right. tournament? Big Boss Man, Taker, Kane, or Ken Shamrock? Right. Uh, uh, yeah, it is yeah. the best Survivor Series ever. Nicholas, I should know this. Oh, crap. Is it Kane? Yeah, uh, Taker. I think I Kane remember. got involved. Like, that's, I, that was like an interference, isn't that? Um, Shamrock's the nightstick <coughs> from the Big Show. Uh, big Show, the Big Boss Man. Boss yeah. Man. He beat Boss Man in like three yeah, seconds. That's yeah. right, because Boss Man's working with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Boss Man also is in the tournament they twice. Should bring that back. hundred percent. It was really yeah, fun. It was so good, wasn't it? <laughs> Maybe we'll get tournaments now. Maybe. Hey. We can but so dream. Just, uh, don't want to do that. Curb <laughs> uh, okay. your enthusiasm, gentlemen. 4-3 now to Nicholas. Oh, Two questions to go. Fun. Now. For fun. If we work and this right. We've not got to yeah, my right. favourite question yet. Trust me, you'll know which one it is. Uh, question nine. Is it about coconuts? It's not. Oh. But it is. Well, I feel like you missed the board. Can I guess yeah. now and say that the right answer is D? For the last one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, for, the, for your favorite question. Okay. <laughs> I like this. Hang on. <laughs> question Let's nine. Let's raise the stakes. <laughs> I'll have A, please, as well. The final <laughs> question. A, assuming, no, for whatever question he's got D for, assuming he's wrong. Okay. There if you he go. ends up being wrong. Question nine. Okay. This is to tie it up, Phil, to take it all to the, to the final round. Kevin Owens stunned WWE fans and made a. <laughs> It took him three days. <laughs> Kevin Owens stunned WWE fans and made me think at the time, maybe wrestling's all right again, <laughs> by beating John Cena yes, in his hey. first pay-per-view match. But which pay-per-view was it? What main oh, roster? That's that a good question. Extreme Rules, Payback, Elimination Chamber, or Battleground? Now, I will say this was the time when they were like, how many pay-per-views would you like this year? Yes. <laughs> this was. Was this when both of those two brands pay-per-views, or was it just a lot it's, of pay-per-views? But reading back the wiki, it's there was it was thick and fast. I, I yeah. didn't include uh, the NXT stuff, obviously, in there, or a beast. What was it called? Beast in beast the East? In the yeah. East, yeah. It was just a wild oh, time. Against. Was that 2015? Where Brock Lesnar's first real moment of, I'm going to ruin everything the New Day ever do, yep. began. Yeah. That's where it all started, I think. It'll end with Xavier Woods pinning him for the world title. Or maybe it was Ooh. the interview where he wanted the he wanted the Bootyos box, didn't he? And they didn't have yeah. any for him. And then it all began. <laughs> so I'll begins. show you. Just you wait, we'll go up the East. <laughs> uh, what were the options again? Stream Rules, Payback, Elimination Chamber, or Battleground? I don't know is my biggest thing. But, Phil, why not? Wow. I think it's between two. Which two do you think it is? Mm, I think it's one of the two weird ones, Payback and Battlegrounds. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the... Uh, what was <laughs> the one? Go Extreme Wars! <laughs> <laughs> I've no idea. Uh, what's the... What's the oh, your, your major from... What's me weird? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the other one then. <coughs> Elimination chamber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, incredible. Oh, incredible. incredible scene. Which hey. means it all comes down to the final question. <laughs> D, four, please. <laughs> four points each. You're going D, you're going A. I feel it was like, do, 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 like Chris, Chris Tarrant's <laughs> life from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Do, do, do. It 
weren't very subtle looking back on that, were they? No, they weren't. No. I think uh, it's probably going to be, I'm, I'm probably going to go with B. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> uh, <go and> say, <laughs> no. Uh, question 10. Okay. So, this is all about wrestling shocks. Of course. Inspired, obviously, by the shock of Mox squashing punk. twist on the word shock for this one. No. No, no, no. no. So it's inspired by the shock of mock shocking punk and blah, 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 and it being all very divisive, and obviously... the shock master. As we've That's mentioned. exactly what I was thinking yeah. he was going to do. I was tempted, yeah. but this was far better. Michael Sidgwick, obviously, was a fan of this, was a fan of this match, was a fan of the outcome, was a fan of how they presented it, and as a, as a result, at M. Sidgwick on Twitter, was very complimentary Ooh, about it on gone social in, media. going right in on this bit. Yeah, yeah, he is. Is. So, my question to you is... Because I'm not sure if you've been on Twitter, but um, if people disagree with you, they can be quite nasty. <laughs> when oh. Michael Sidgwick, esteemed colleague, talented analyst, <clears throat> writer, podcaster, Coconut. author of Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AW, book available on Amazon right now, when Sidgwick defended Punk versus Mox, which insult did Twitter user, I'm not going to give his full name, doesn't deserve that, did Twitter user Max use Regarding Michael Sidgwick, was it? Don't forget, you've gone for A, you've gone for D here. Yeah. Oh, both, yeah, that's good. Both excellent selections, gentlemen. Okay. Oh, of course, because he's spent his, that. That's why. See, my fun. theory with D is he likes to make funny things up, so yeah, he'd he get through all, so the funnies, get through all the funnies and then say the actual one at the end. But well, then my this theory might, is this is might that throw it all apart. Uh huh. Because yeah. it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not where I thought the question was going to go. <laughs> Full <laughs> disclosure: I've had help on this question. Hello. By Michael Sidgwick. <laughs> These are all legitimate insults people have sent to him. Excellent. So, when he defended it, but what we need to all know on... on bookending this yeah. on... What a day, <laughs> what a day for Michael Sidgwick in this <laughs> podcast. This we, we are using insults he's received before, but I want to know the one that Max used. Okay. Has anyone it? in the history of a final question of a quiz ever taken this long? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they could and another, this. another clarifier. They could well, use this at the end of Dynamite. Yeah. The serial code for this particular question... <laughs> Was it... <clears throat> Sludge Dick. Good. A. Classic. Good. Classic. Sidge Prick. Ooh, Ooh nice. Twist. Nice twist on a theme. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Twatnik. <laughs> Huge fan. Hey. Or, a bit harsh, <laughs> what did I do for that? <laughs> or. Here he comes. Look at the state of him, man. Or. Not Michael Sidgwick. Uh, uh, <laughs> Moon c Prick Dick. <laughs> Got no right, no <laughs> right to do I, this. I, I've got to say a massive thank you to Michael Sidgwick for volunteering this information. Uh, this was this was in the good old days. Some of these from do you remember the comment section on whatculture.com? Yep, that was like Twitter, but even worse. Yeah, uh, amazing. I'm, I'm going to stick with D. I think, if, I think D's the one. Like uh, you've sold me on D, Phil. He went to school and he got the big D. <laughs> I can tell you, sludge dick. No, dear, that's oh, no wrong. Dear. Oh, no, dear. Sidge prick. Yes. Oh, oh. Hey, no, Phil. dear, that's wrong. Drama on this one, right? Well done, Ridiculous. But did someone call him Moon c Prick Dick <laughs> on Twitter? I Why can moon? tell you. He's going to show us now. Is that what? Why Moon? Because it begins with an M. You've got Isn't Michael a... Sidgwick. Moon c Prick moon Dick. Isn't. An insult. You could have got something else in there, surely. Moon <laughs> prick dick. 
Well, I can tell you. <laughs> no, dear, that's no. twenty. It was twenty. Oh, it was what? twenty all along. God damn it! Step up your insult game. <laughs> that's poor. Which means either no winners or all winners this time. Hey, we both won on the wrestle culture. We're both the champions. Bloody good. <laughs> that's what we need quiz. more of. <laughs> Let us know how you got on on that quiz on Twitter at What Culture WWE. I believe, of I course, they call that losing upwards. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> that's what we've done. Uh, you can let us know your thoughts on Twitter at What Culture WWE, as I said, and please do send some nice comments to the brilliant Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick on Twitter. Uh, Phil, oh, I just call him more names. It's you want. Uh, Phil, where can people find you on Twitter? At Phil My Chambers, and you can follow Adam at. It's Adam Nicholas, and you can follow Wilborn at... It's... No, that's not my name. <laughs> Everybody gets it in the end. Adam Wilborn on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE for all of us, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Wherever you get your podcasts from, for Daily Wrestling Podcasts, we've been discussing this week what needs to happen at AEW All Out. And, of course, earlier on today, uh, myself and Sidge previewed not just AEW Rampage tonight, but tonight's Friday Night Smackdown. But for now, this has been WrestleCulture. My thanks to Adam Nicholas, to Phil Monday. Chambers. That would have been better. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. (laughs) That's a culture recorded in front of a live studio audience. Wrestling!